Ladies and gentlemen, as the title suggests, we are uncertified financial planners. We are not professionals. I repeat, we are not professionals. Before you make any financial decisions, please contact an official certified financial advisor or planner. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Uncertified Financial Planners podcast. I'm Garrett Rudolph here with Ethan Unger Bueller. And we are going to be talking about why the market sucks so much right now, why everybody's losing money, and I can't think of really a better topic for our 10th episode than to talk about why everything is on fire. Yeah, I mean, throughout this this podcast, you've seen the ups and the downs when, when we first started it. You know, we were the first bottom of the market right around August when we came back from the little break. We uh, were at the height of... Mm-hmm. 2022 but the height uh, uh since the bottom uh and now we're back to an even lower bottom i i saw on wall street journal dow hit like the dow jones industrial average hits 2022 low as growth fears royal markets i don't even know it's r-o-i-l I have no idea what that is point is i've never heard dow, of that. Dow jones is that the bottom it has been at 2020 or for 2022 uh, S&P 500 is pretty close to that, if not at the bottom. Mm. Um, look, no, it's not exactly at the bottom. Pretty close, though. Um, yeah. Anyway, to the like year to date, S&P 500 is down 23.32 percent. That's not something you like to see, uh, especially when in August it was only down about 11 percent, uh, if that, or maybe maybe a little more. But you know, I was feeling pretty good. To put it into perspective, my 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 portfolio was down seven percent in the middle of August. About a month later, I'm now down to I think I'm down twenty five percent. You know, with me being mainly stocks, I think I'm ninety eight percent stocks, two percent fixed income, which is pretty good for my age. Uh, it could almost be a hundred percent, zero percent. So ninety eight point ninety eight to two percent, I think, is pretty good. Um, you know, I'm going to do worse when the market does worse, and I'm going to do way better when the market does better. Um, yeah. so, so anyway, not a good time to be in the market. Uh, I don't even know if I would suggest buying in this market because I literally have no idea what to expect. Uh, I think it, it's more so we always, not always, but we usually do a stock recommendation or a stock pick. Uh uh, if we do that this episode, mine's gonna be cash. Stay in cash. Yeah. Not that not that cash is too good either. But Nothing's this is good the, right now. This is one of the first times in history of the stock market or just the financial markets where stocks are down and bonds are also down. Uh, bonds are doing a little bit better today. I think the U.S. Treasury, whatever, ten years positive today. Um, but the thing is, is like not safe anywhere, uh, and that is why these markets. 2022 suck uh because you know usually you could hide away and and take minimal losses it's really hard to do that now um so really stinks a lot yeah um it's been painful 
been very painful lately. Uh, I used to be the naysayer that said we're not in a recession and we'll probably avoid it, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, with the Fed rate hike, was that, that was earlier this week. That was two days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just been dookie down since then. And um, not been fun. Yeah, and I, I think it, I mean, not that I have the uh, credentials to predict what's going to happen next, but I did believe that we were in a recession when I saw the GDP down two, sem- uh, not semesters, two quarters two in semesters. a row. Yeah, two quarters in a row. My main prediction of why people were saying we weren't was because of the, uh, what do you want to say? I guess the party that's in office right now, uh, just to not be political, but I think it was more of a political saying we're not, not saying Garrett mm-hmm. was saying we're not in recession because of his politics, but just in general, I felt like, you know, the media leans a certain way. I feel like they were trying to cover their tails a little bit. Point is, for the last like three weeks, I've seen myself, my account down like 2% every day. I've not seen a green day in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be missing something. Maybe, I think there was one day where I finished pretty much even. Uh, and that was like yeah. a, like a happy day for me. Uh, but I'm about to put a, pers- well, yeah, I'm about $1,000 down in a month if I were to sell everything. So that's not very nice. Uh, so it's just hard. Uh, it's hard to yeah. be happy. Uh, but you got to remember this. <clears throat> You're not here for the short term. You shouldn't be here for the short term. This is not a market like 2020 where you could pretty much throw a dot or a dart, anything, and it hit. You know what I mean? That That's not mm-hmm. going to happen anymore. That was never supposed to happen. That's not realistic, and that's the reason. You're, you're seeing what the stock market really yeah. is. Uh, it's not where stocks are going to triple or double in, in a month. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not supposed to happen. And I think we were in a little bit of a bubble in 2020 and 2021 yeah and, and even 2019 all, all of the 2010s we were just in a bull market there was the longest mm-hmm. bull market in the history and now you're seeing i'm not saying this next decade is going to be the longest bear market but you're seeing a correction uh, a slowdown uh for sure yeah and um you know you mentioned the bond market down i've been trying to i've been looking into like the yield curve lately the treasury yield curve um, essentially what that is is a um it's like a, a graph that has the interest rates on bonds from one month to thirty years out and it kind of reflects investor sentiment, safety, stuff like that. So it's inverted right now, which means the short term bonds have a higher interest rate than the long term. Um so like right now the one year interest rate is four percent. 30 years, 3.6. People are, they, investors feel it is more dangerous to invest right now than it will be in 30 years because the economy is so crazy right now. So like, um, I'm looking at this chart here on uh, this website of the updated yield curve for the US and the last seven recessions um, has had an inverted yield curve, which is what we're at right now. Um, so the 10 year yield minus the one year yield, um, that's negative right now. So that means it's inverted and that's predicted the past seven recessions. And that's where we are now. Um, and it looks like it's been September, July is about when it hit the negative point. And that's when the fear started and that's when investor sentiment began 
kind of looking like, oh crap, <laughs> it's not good right now. And it was around that time when um, the fear started taking over. Yeah, I was going to I was telling Garrett before we started recording is just like I saw that that it was inverted in July because of, you know, I have a mm. subscription to Wall Street Journal. They talk about these things. It, I, I suggest getting a subscription to Wall Street Journal. It's four bucks for students. Something very you know, it's reliable. It's it's completely in the middle when it comes to politics. They have stuff for both sides. Point is showed me what I needed to know to allow me to time the market and yet I, I kinda you know, I see the last seven recession you know, last seven recessions have been followed or, you know, they've been hand in hand with an inverted yield curve. I saw that there was one in, in the GDP, back to back GDPs being negative. I saw that. I knew mm -hmm. it was a recession. And if they didn't want to call it one, and I didn't sell in the middle of August at the high, I kept my, you know, I could have sold almost anything in my portfolio for a, a dub. I decided not to. So it's just frustrating. Um, but you got to learn from that. Um, got to read the signs. You know, you can't say, oh, this is the f first time in history that this isn't going to happen. Like, that was my pr my point when I was telling Garrett and, and people around me that we're 100% in a recession is, did, what makes 2022 so special? Why did we just break history by not being in a recession? You know what I mean? Everything's pointing towards us being in a recession. I don't care about unemployment being low because unemployment hasn't caught up to the fact that we're in a recession. Just because you start a recession now doesn't mean unemployment's going to immediately flip and everybody's going to become you know unemployed. Mm -hmm. What you're going to see and what we have already seen is companies rescinding their offers or they're they're slowing down on who they're hiring how many people they're hiring. <clears throat> that's mm -hmm. not typically something you see in a booming market like people were trying to say we could be in um but you know we've said a lot of negatives in this show it's okay uh like i said i wouldn't it's a buy. negative time right now it is and it's okay to have a negative time because you can't grow unless you fail first you know what i mean like if the market's going to just continuously Reach. grow forever and ever and ever What's the point of being in the market? There's no fun in that. You know what I mean? No fun. <laughs> let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. I was thinking in class today. I was like, why do people want the market to go down? Like the only way you make the market go down is when you sell. So why wouldn't people just buy and buy and buy and buy and buy forever and make the market just exponentially grow? Because that's not how it works. There's no, you can't have roses and dandelions in every situation. You know what I mean? People are going to take profits or they're going to get scared. And unfortunately, way too many people get scared uh, because they're not in it. Just because you have a plan of long-term success doesn't mean somebody else does. Um, the good news, you know, there's a lot of certainty uh, surrounding the stock market, the market, the economy, whatnot. A lot of us are college-age students who need a job in one to two years. And so it's a little concerning that there might not be that great of a market when we've just come through the decade of the best you know, working market I've ever seen mm -hmm. in my life, uh, especially since 2016. Shout out to that administration. Um, did good when it came to jobs. Um, <laughs> anyway, with all this uncertainty, it's, it, this is one positive, and that is saving money is the only factor you can control generates one of the only things that matters. Financial success and financial freedom, I should say, is one of the only things that should matter. Shouldn't rule your life. Should be devoted and have faith in other things besides money. 
to be financially free and not depend on your government or depend on other people, taxpayers, mm-hmm. has to be one of the most rewarding feelings ever. And you can control that. That's the thing. There's a lot of, I can't make a stock go up. Black, BlackRock, I think, the, whatever, like institutional investors can, companies can, I can't. So, but one thing I can control and, and change for myself is how much I invest or how much I save or how much I mm. donate or whatnot. Um, mm. and, and that's the nice thing is knowing that you control your own destiny in a sense when it comes fina- uh, mm-hmm. to financial freedom. Yeah. And one positive way to look at this as well. I've been reading Boom and Bust by William Quinn and John D. Turner. It's it's very factual and empirical, and if you get bored easy, it's not a good read. But I like it because I like data and uh, statistics. But anyway, one thing they discuss in here is how financial crises bring about the best innovations. Like after the the credit bubble of 2008-2010, that housing bubble, um, companies now have like honest disclosure, and they have requirements in lending and truth in lending. And all of these benefits that came out of a tragedy that we get to enjoy um, now. And it makes things safer afterwards. And there's innovations that come out of that. And it's like, it's almost like pruning, you know, like um, a recession, a depression, a economic downturn um, weeds out the unnecessary and brings about the strong stuff. And that's one positive way to look at it. Um, that something that survive is something that you can trust in, um, as far as finances go. I mean, from 2019 to about 2021, just, let's just go with basically the period of COVID. I know 2019 COVID wasn't around, but other than that, like two month period where the markets got destroyed by COVID, you could literally, like I said earlier, literally throw anything at worthless companies that have no proof of value and they would double. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You cannot, an economy cannot survive like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back, you know, I was enjoying my life because everything I touched was gold. Uh, <laughs> and obviously now everything I touch is absolute trash can paper, uh, you know, paper waste, like just terrible. You know, you know, there's, I'm stuck with stocks that will never, ever be back to where they, they were when I bought them. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news though, this is good news that I have for you. Uh, listeners if we can call you that um but here's the historical odds to make money in the u.s markets so over a one-day period you have a 50 50 chance you know obviously you could say just because it's been read the last two weeks i mean it's it's definitely gonna be read tomorrow no well not tomorrow but the, you know the next market day uh no you can't say that that's like saying in roulette if it's been read 10 times going to be black that's not how that works i learned that in statistics you should have probably two just because something's happened five times doesn't mean something else is going to happen a six it's like the it's like the uh the stock market that i was talking about or, or, or recession you know what i mean just because it happened seven times doesn't mean it's not going to happen the eighth time it could still happen the eighth time so anyway let's get back to it let's wrap this up here uh my point here historical odds make money in the u.s markets over one day period is 50-50. You have a 50-50 shot that it's going to be green, a 50-50 shot it's going to be red. It depends on the report. For a one-year period, you have a 68% chance that you're going to make money. Uh, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because you know that over a year, you know, a yearly, on average, the U.S. market goes up over a year 68% mm-hmm. of the time. 
over 10 year periods, it's 88% of the time. Um, my only assumption for times where it wasn't positive over a 10 year period is the great depression and 2008 financial crisis. Hmm. Basically, I would say 2000 to 2010 was not a great decade to be in the market. Uh, but 88%, you know, from 10 years from now, you have an 88% chance to be more than what you were right now. That's a hmm. good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. And over 20 year period, have a hundred percent chance that you're going to make money in the u.s market uh, so far you know if the mm -hmm. end of the world happens the apocalypse happens and the costco hot dog goes over you know a dollar <laughs> fifty or whatever it is and more than likely you lost money over that 20-year period but you know yeah. no world war happens no nuclear war happens nothing like that Everybody's stable. Globalization is either there or it isn't. Whatever happens, mm -hmm. you have more than likely a hundred percent chance in the U.S. market you will make money, even if it's one penny. Um, you will make money over a twenty-year period. Yep. So that, that's the good news. You know, it feels like garbage right now. This twenty twenty-two has been a terrible year for the stock market. You've definitely felt it if you're a retail investor, mm -hmm. especially one that's just started, because you're not used to this. I'm not used to it. I've been in the market since October twenty twenty. I've been in the market for almost two years. My two-year anniversary comes up next month. And I am, like, not panicking, but I'm like, holy cow. How was this possible that my account just went down as much as it did? Uh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, speaking of the uh, hot dog and feeling inflation, Dollar Tree is now over a dollar. It is no longer the Dollar Tree. It's like the dollar fifty tree. And that's unfathomable. What that's almost as impossible as the that's literally almost as impossible as the Costco hot dog. I say but, we make them change their name to Loser Tree. Because they've been lying to us. They are amen. absolute losers. Um But the last thing I want to add to this discussion and then we can wrap up if you've got any nothing else. Um there's only one thing left I really wanna bring up. Um but yeah, like I said in this book, Boom and Bust. Um, talks about the financial bubbles, and I think we saw a, a a pretty big bubble following the COVID crash. Like Ethan was talking about, you could throw a dart and literally make money on anything. Um, and there's just a lot of factors to be aware of presently. Um, I'd say we're definitely not in a bubble anymore, but the causes of the bubble. Um, or potential causes, you know, we can't certify anything. Um, but like, okay, so like the money and credit, there is a surplus of money following the the stimulus packages and um, the rise of the retail investor, you know, Robinhood and things of that nature made it so available to invest money and that just inflated everything. And then you've got new financial innovations, which is something that it talks about in here as well that contributes um like in the 1650s ish uh, there was a bubble in britain because uh the joint stock companies basically making shares of a company common to the public super inflated the price of things and it's very similar here that um a lot of the rise of the market came from a surplus of investment in the available money and credit to do that um and at least the speculation and that speculation got a lot of people a lot of money lost. You look at American Airlines, 
um, AMC, GameStop, all those that everybody was talking about. Um, those are still dangerous. They caused, they were a big part of the cause of the bubble, and I think a big part of the crash too. Um, you know, like Ethan mentioned earlier in this episode, a market correction. Um, and I think just being aware of the availability of money and the potential new and exciting ways. You know, I'm still not, I'm still not very settled on uh, Bitcoin and crypto. If it survives this, I will. But I still think it's partly a contributor to the bubble um, and crypto in general. But definitely, I got three more things to leave everybody with. I'll start off with the bad one of the of the three. The other two are pretty good. <laughs> So, you know, I, I hate to admit when I'm wrong, but I will admit when I'm wrong, you know, Ford Motor Company, <laughs> not doing so hot. Uh, they had a supply chain issue. Literally the blue mm. logos that go on their vehicles. Uh, my prediction is because they're selling so many vehicles uh, <laughs> that it's hard to keep up. Um, and that is a good thing, in my opinion. So, you know, maybe when this uh, stock market corrects a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll be loving life. But right now, they're down 5.14% today alone. Ouch. Top of probably a terrible week with the rest of the market. Um, you know, I've, I've, real quick, and then I'll get back to my other two things. I, I've stopped looking at individual pieces in my por- portfolio and just looked at how bad my portfolio is doing. Same. It's so painful because to feel that red. <laughs> everything's red. The only two stocks I own aren't red right now is Apple. I will forever own Apple until something tells me I shouldn't, which is probably nothing, and Build-A-Bear. Um, and that's because I got ahead of Build-A-Bear really early. Uh, but the point is here is that I need to move on and get to my next two points. So my next two points are this. <laughs> Correct lesson to learn from surprises is that the world is surprising. It's okay that you weren't prepared for something because it's hard to prepare for the unexpected. You know what I mean? You just got to do your best. Um, so I think the best way to f- not feel surprised when a surprise happens is to understand that surprises happen. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, it, I'm surprised that the market's down in 2022. We just followed a, a full decade of the market mm-hmm. hardly finishing uh, negative. I think the last time it was even close to that's 2018. You know, that's four years ago. Um, so, you know, I was surprised that the market was bad. I'm yeah. surprised that we're reaching a new low today or maybe to uh, Monday uh, or whenever the, you know, the next market day is. Secondly, and this covers the four most dangerous words in investing. That is, it's different this time. It's not different this time. It's happened before. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. Mm -hmm. you will see market corrections like this you will see a bear market once every decade that's normal it's normal Mm -hmm. sometimes even more than once a decade uh you know you will see another 2008 financial crisis again it might not be a financial crisis it might not be caused by that but that is a once in a lifetime event we'll more than likely see again it happens every 50 years roughly um I mean, 2008 minus 1929, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it happens occasionally. That's just how it is. Yeah. It's just how it is. It, it's unfortunate, yeah. but... And, like, especially, like, reading this book, talking about, like, the South Sea 
um, company and the Latin American mining stock crash and the uh, the railway boom in Britain and all that. Like it's gonna happen. The it's like a sitcom, dude. You know, like your favorite show, and then the next season they have to replace some actors, but it's still the same show. Like markets the same way. It's gonna the same thing's gonna happen. There's gonna be different causes. There's gonna be different actors. But the ending will be the same, and this is gonna repeat itself. I mean, it's like, let, for example, go to the golf. You go to the golf course. Like I went to the golf course on um, yesterday. Hit tw- I hit 21 over on nine. That's not bad uh, for a kid who doesn't play a lot, but that's also not great. You know, it took me five putts to put it in the hole, and I, I got there in two, and it was a par four. So, you know, put it in two, and I get a par. But no, I'm terrible. And so this is what my example is. If you only go once a week, you only go once a month, you only go – once a year you tell yourself oh it'll be different this time i'll be all right it's happened before where i did terrible but just because it happened before doesn't mean it's going to happen again well more than likely it's going to happen again it's not different this time what ask yourself and this is what i asked myself when i saw the gdp be back to back uh negative and you know what i mean even if i was wrong i'd i'd still say it you know garrett admitted mm-hmm. that he you know thought it wouldn't work out you know i was wrong fine yeah, it's okay. The only reason why I'm boasting about me being right is because I was right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be right new every feeling. time. It's a new feeling. Uh, it's a new feeling. I'm not usually right. <laughs> Just look at Ford Motor Company uh, today. Mm-hmm. The point is, um, I was asking myself at that moment, why is 2022 different from the last seven recessions? Why is 2022 different from history? Why... Every single time there's been a recession, we've had back-to-back quarters of negative GDP growth, and now all of a sudden we don't. That, now the definitions change. So yeah. any scenario in life, but also in, you know, related to the markets, the financial markets, you've got to ask yourself, why is t- this time different? Most likely you'll come back with the answer of it's not. There's nothing different. Uh, this will follow exactly how everything else has. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, just be careful in, the, in these troubling times um you know like we always say what you pay pay for with free advice it's been a while since i said mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um and i feel like there's one more saying i'm missing uh what is it i don't know what i wonder it? what could it be and i really oh it's I, something you do for people that they don't have to i can't remember yeah i guess it's something like we do the research so you don't have to um mm. bring it home but, we still recommend you doing your own research, especially in times like this. Uh, always be wary if you see something that says financial advice or buy this stock or buy these four stocks. Always be wary. It's okay to look at it. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's okay to look at the chocolate bar and the chocolate factory. Are you allowed to take it from Willy Wonka? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's uh-uh. a hands-off scenario. So. Yep. And uh, like Ethan alluded to at the beginning of this episode, we will not be having a stock recommendation. Uh, my investment recommendation is to invest in yourself in this time because you won't lose money there. Amen? Amen. Yes, mine is very similar to that. My investment tip this episode is be comfortable with your hobbies because that's where you should be putting your money right now is something mm-hmm. that you actually enjoy because there's not a lot of enjoyment when it comes to financialness in this uh, current economy. Uh, you know what I mean? I take my girlfriend yeah. girlfriend to a dinner date. It's 16 bucks for four tacos, and I was mind blown. 
were they were smaller than my hand. They're four bucks. I'm like, dude, I could make this for a dollar. <laughs> Costco hot dog combo. All right. Um, just yeah. Just be smart about your money. Uh, yep. Well, thank you all for tuning in this week uh, to the uh, the Doomsday Naysayers. This episode, not a lot of good things to say. But there will always be a dollar fifty Costco hot dog. Always. And I mean, hopefully uh, next time we we're back on here for episode eleven. Also, shout out episode ten. Been doing yeah. this for a decade. Really. <laughs> uh, but episode ten, let's go. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, but no, hopefully next time episode eleven or maybe episode twelve or maybe episode forty-five, we'll be saying we something never know. positive. Never know. Uh, but maybe. yeah, thanks for tuning in. No one texted me about the uh, the prize. Uh, me either. That's so funny. Uh, you guys are so silly for that. You missed out on four dollars. Um, anyway. Tanel, for you guys, a W for us. Somewhere. Let's go. So, right. See you on the next one. Three. I can't be found, I'm way too high up off the ground